Hi everybody, welcome back to The Spice Within. So today, again, we have a very, very, very special person. Uh, this person I met very recently and came across in Brussels. Actually, it's a funny story. I know this person longer than he knows me, of course. Why? Because I have been a big fan of his coffee shop. I have been coming here to work on my ISEC stuff. I've been coming here to work on my uni stuff and just sitting at a corner, you know, quietly going through my stuff. I remember once uh, I came here and then I was with a friend. So we were just having a conversation, a small meeting, and then we were about to leave. And then the, the girl behind the counter was like, hey, uh, are you having a good day? And I was like, yeah, pretty much. Here, have a couple of free cookies on us. I was like, wow, okay, that's very unexpected. <laughs> and from that day, I realized that how uh, how much they care about customer service or in general just serving the people and have to say that it's one of my favorite spots in Brussels in Belgium to come for a good coffee to have a good conversation or just to sit and admire the the view from the coffee shop so the guest today his name is Anton I hope I pronounced it right yes. he's originally from the south of France and lived in Montreal for quite a while for about four years and came to Brussels four years ago and uh, originally, so he has a very interesting background. He's been selling medical devices. I've never met a person who's been <laughs> selling medical devices for some time, but then he realized that his love is bigger than medical devices or well, different than medical devices. And he, he took on coffee. He took on the passion of coffee and that's where he took over the cafe, My Little Cup. And he's been busy and been been very occupied in my little cup ever since. So please help me welcome Anton. Wow. Hi wow. Anton. How's well, going? What a fucking intro. <laughs> Amazing. I tried. I that's tried. some good speaking skills, man. No, no. Well, thank you. Thank you for all the stuff you said. That's amazing. I'm I'm honored to be on here and I'm excited to share stuff. Yeah. Happy, happy totally. to have you, bro. But Thanks. okay, first question. How do you pronounce your name? Antoine. Antoine. Uh, and French Antoine. It would be Antoine. Antoine. Yeah, I, yeah, perfect. Okay. Yeah, but that's it. It's, it's what is the difficult worst, in, in English. The worst version of your name? Anthony. 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 Just don't call me Anthony. Don't. That's the first thing I called you. No. <laughs> Anthony? Because in... Yeah, I know, I know. I get it a lot. How did they call you in, in Canada or in the States? I guess Canada's a bit different because I was in the fresh, French-speaking part, so uh. they kind of know how to pronounce French names. Uh. Uh, yeah, I guess in English it's difficult. It always becomes Anton. And he's like, no, Antoine. Or somebody like wrote me uh, Antoine with a W because that's a thing in, in the States too. Okay. So Antoine. Okay. Why not? Why not? So Antoine. Yeah, that's Antoine. good. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Ant. Ant. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So how are you doing? How's the day going? Amazing, man. Awesome. Amazing. I just had a really good coffee. Thank yeah. you for the coffee, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, at, uh, I'm at Anton's coffee shop right now at my little cup and yep. it made me a beautiful coffee. Do you want to... Awesome. It was from Kenya? Uh, Guatemala. Guatemala, exactly. Guatemala, a green tip geisha from Manhattan Coffee Roasters. Shout out to Manhattan. Shout out to Ben. Shout out to Esther. Amazing You're coffee. listening? Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, cool. All right, so Anton, tell us about yourself. How are you doing? How did you end up in my little cup? Yeah. Where did you start from? We are very curious. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, well, first of all, I'm doing amazingly. I had a great day, good customers. Now it's weather's kind of better. Um, and uh, so my, my coffee story kind of starts from when I started uh, studying in Montreal. So uh, when I got there, I, you know, I had to, to to pay for my stuff so uh, I started working in really really shitty coffee shops like these 
these chain coffee shops. Maybe we don't name that. Name them. Yeah, we won't name them. It's okay. <laughs> we don't want you to be sued or anything. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so some bad chains, and um, and after a while, I, I after jumping from like two really bad coffee shops, I had my roommate at the time who told me like, "Yo, you should come out. Um, there's a, there's a place I started working at. The owner is really nice. There's such a good vibe with all the staff, even the customers. They're amazing. They're like." And and she wasn't much of a coffee geek, but she she sold me the place as a place where like they really cared about the coffee and the people, and I was just like, yeah, I'm in. I just had some terrible experiences, um, and so she introduced me to Bertrand, uh, which is the founder of My Little Cup. Mm. Um, so as you may have understood, there's another My Little Cup in in Montreal. Mm. Uh, so Bertrand. Originally opened the place in Brussels in 2014. Then he moved to Montreal, opened one over there, and that's where we met. So uh, I got there. He gave me a chance. He kind of was like, "Okay, forget everything that you've learned about coffee, and let's start from the basis." And so he started training me as barista. Um, met some really talented baristas over there. Uh, John uh, from from Phil and Sebastian. Um, he trained me amazingly and, and it was just amazing time over there. Mm. Worked for like a year, about a year over there. And um, yeah, there was something really special about that place because it was a, a really high volume mm. uh, kind of coffee shop. It was uh, in the metro station of all places. So like really you would go out of the metro, like out of the actual train, go up the stairs and you would just be in front of it. Um, so a lot of people passing by and I can say like, yeah, every every morning from like eight to ten thirty, there was a huge line, like fifty meter mm. line in front of the coffee shop. Um, but even with s such a big volume, we knew everybody, everybody's story, their names, um, and it got really personal. And we really got to know the people that we were serving on a daily basis. And it was just such a good vibe with the team, with the customers. Honestly, I, I like it, it's weird, but I I really remember like waking up at five in the morning to do my opening shift and just being on my bike and being happy and smiling and i was like i yeah i'm a, I'm a student i'm a barista but i'm i really dig what i'm doing and part of a bigger community yeah exactly and, and it's really like the team too like we had such a good time like we were really focused on the coffee but at the same time we just it, it was yeah it was like a family it was but really i think great. big part about a cafe is the vibe oh 100% right 100%. especially if you're a regular you mm -hmm. see all the people who come back mostly come yep. back for the vibe also the coffee of yeah course. absolutely um, that's something we're really passionate about too it's like the service and anyone who's had a chat with me kind of knows how how difficult we can be with the service without <laughs> cursing. <laughs> um, no, yeah, service, service, okay. service is everything. Service is absolutely everything. You can have the best product mm -hmm. in the world if your service is cold and, and people don't feel welcomed and they don't connect with you, they're not gonna come back. So yeah, yeah service is the heart of everything. I think one very good thing and an important thing about you being here is that a lot of people have been in the same position as you. Mm -hmm. For example, me, I'm going to be looking forward to working a student job soon. I'm yep. out in my country, right? I'm originally from India. Mm -hmm. So firstly, why did you decide to study abroad? And why yeah. exactly did you move to North America? Um, actually, so it wasn't the first time that I moved to North America because okay. when I was young, I, um, I I lived in the States for four years, yep. which is which is why I have kind of an American accent. 
Um, and I guess it all comes from there. Um, I was lucky enough that we lived abroad, that mm -hmm. my parents really, uh, we traveled, we went to places and, uh, and they kind of always pushed us to leave actually in a very, uh, in a very loving way. But, um, yeah, go, go do your experience, go, go live. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really find myself in the, the school um, structure, I'd say, of, of like France and like how higher education can be very elitist. Mm. So right away, my goal was just going abroad and, mm. and, and keep like also I wanted to, to study in English because okay. I was already bilingual. So I really wanted to, to keep accent. that. Yeah. And Maybe try talking in the French English accent. Oh, I, I can do this all the time. I can do the rest of the podcast like this, but oh, okay. it's going to be very, very <laughs> annoying. <laughs> there we go. Okay. My dad actually speaks like that. He has like the most perfect English, but he speaks <laughs> with the worst accent. Anyways. Um, so yeah, it was just, I just wanted to keep studying in English because mm. I saw the value of like just having an international background and, no. and just more opportunities come from that. Um, yeah, I guess that comes from, from living abroad when I was young. Mm. And if, yeah, just, yeah, go travel, go, go live abroad, it's most important. Yeah, and then you ended up in Canada. Yeah, and so I ended up in Canada, started studying there, yeah. Well, and which, which university were you in? Uh, Concordia. Oh, okay. And um, how was the uni life? It was it was good. The adapting there was a bit difficult, like the first year, because like you move from south of France, where like from May to October is basically summer. Montreal is a French city. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's bilingual. So it's yeah. it's part of Quebec. Yeah. Um, so it is bilingual, and one of the official languages is French. Yeah. Uh, which is also one of the reasons why I went to Montreal because um, there there were amazing financial incentives. Mm. Uh, so I would pay as much as a in-state student. Uh, which was really cheap. I would pay like, yeah, two, two thousand euros a year for one of the top business schools in Canada. Wow. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'm going to take this because awesome. I can't really afford anything else either. How many Indians were you surrounded with? Oh, wow. Actually, there's a lot, a lot of, of Indians. Indians yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, they're not just Indians. There's a lot of immigration in, uh, in Canada. In, in Canada in general, like just people yeah, coming definitely. from everybody yeah. in the, everywhere. Canada is one of the most attractive countries. Yeah. And welcoming too, like welcoming. they have very welcoming policies, which is great. Like there's so much diversity in Montreal, yeah. people coming from all over the world and, and yeah, it's, it's great. No, in India, actually Canada is one of the go-to countries, at least in North India yeah. from where I come from. And a lot of my friends are living and studying in yeah. Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I, I do remember like speaking with some of the people I went to school from India, like adapting from India to Montreal yeah, in these winters, like, oof, terrible. Like, but a lot of them live in Vancouver, in British Columbia. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's so, a bit easier. Yeah, yeah winter in, in Montreal, so that was one of the reasons why it was so so difficult. It's just like moving from really nice weather to like... Yes, other France's winters. very sunny. When, yeah, and, and winter in Montreal is just like negative 40 degrees. Same as Russia, yeah. yeah. Fuck that shit. Anyways, <laughs> I'm very happy to not have to go through this anymore. <laughs> Cool, man. So how did you find the My Little Cup experience? That's where you joined, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, how was it uh, that you moved from My Little Cup mm -hmm. and then to your medical device um, business? Yeah, so I guess that was just kind of like my my business course trajectory of, of like, yeah, you graduate um, mm -hmm. business school and then you just take a job. Um, I had worked in, in that company for some time. I had done an internship during my, my bachelor's. 
Um, and I just thought, you know, like any experience is good. Mm. If, again, I, I told you earlier, but mm. if you can sell medical devices, you can basically sell anything. <laughs> and um, it was it was good because I was learning a lot of new stuff. Like actually, the medical device world is, is really interesting. Like I learned a lot actually about the, the diseases that mm. the stuff I would sell would, would treat. Uh, but I've never been too much of a medical guy myself. Like I never had a passion for medicine. Like I didn't, never wanted to do med school. So after a while, I just felt like, yeah, I didn't really relate with the people that I was that I was interacting with. Um, it paid really well, so I stayed there for a while, yeah. knowing that I had a, like another goal, and that was basically to go back into coffee. And mm. I already had my my eyes on on the price, which was kind of like taking over this place. Yeah, and then how was the tipping point? What was the tipping point when you realized, you know what, like enough? Um, Because you you know why I'm asking you this? A lot of young people do follow the Yeah, you know the path. Yeah, which don't is do basically, it. Basically, <laughs> you finish what you're doing, and you go to the next excessive, most accessible thing, yeah. right? Financially, security-wise, and yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I guess the tipping point came really, really fast. Um, so I started my new job. So I graduate. That's like July. I spend the summer in Montreal. Go back to Europe. November. I start uh, working in my new job. And April mm. of the, no May, May of the next year, mm. I go back to Montreal just for vacation. Yeah, and I go there for ten days. And out of these ten days, I think there's four of them where I worked at my little cup. <laughs> because I asked Beth Paul, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I miss it. Like, I kind of want to go back behind the counter, and I want to work again." And some of my uh, previous teammates were still there, so like, I just I just wanted to work again. And so yeah, that was the tipping point. I was like. Because I have a doubt, like, do I really want to do this? And then going back and on vacation, I was like, I was super motivated to actually go work. And and it's funny because my my friends were like, yeah, you go, you coming out tonight? And I'm like, no, sorry, I got to work tomorrow. It's like, what, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> you don't you don't work <laughs> here vacation, anymore. Vacation, yeah. And uh, that's the tipping point because like I get, got back behind the machine and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. what I want to do. So beautiful. A vacation is doing something you love. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So Amazing, it was right? actually I still consider that vacation. Like, and I and that's where I knew that like I I wanted to do do that because it never felt as something that was difficult. Yeah, it awesome. was it was natural and and it never felt like work because I was just having fun doing it. Mm. And I guess that's what most people tell you: like yeah. find something that you love yeah. and just do that because yeah. it won't feel like work. And it really doesn't, even though now it's to another level because it's it's managing a place and it's a bit more responsibility. Responsibility, yeah. I still, yeah, it doesn't feel like a, a weight. It's just like it's another adventure, and yeah, I still love. Like I'm still here daily, and uh, yeah, it's it's Sunday. I worked today. I worked yesterday. I still love doing it. So I guess it's a good time. Cool. Yeah. So. Fast forward, you realize tipping point. Came back to Brussels. Yep. And then what happened? Oh, so yeah, so I I come back, um, keep doing my work, and then it was just okay, uh, eight months, no, a bit less actually, yeah, yeah, something like that of just figuring out okay, how am I gonna find the money, hmm. and and how when am uh, when am I gonna tell them? Like it was I I knew from that point, so it was only like yeah six months into my job. Uh, and I already knew by that point, and um, so yeah, I just I just waited, and I <laughs> and I still remember having that conversation with my dad, and he was trying to convince me like, no, stay a bit longer, you know, you got like a you got a great job, you can do it more, and I was just like, no, it doesn't feel right, <laughs> it doesn't feel right, and if I don't do it now, like if I start like 
being risk averse at my age. Yeah. So mind you, at that moment, I was 22 Oof. or 21. Uh, so yeah, I really, I just did a bachelor's and I started working. So like, I was still like fresh out of the uni. I was like, if I start being risk averse right now and not doing stuff because it's, it's the safe thing to do, like, I'm not going to go anywhere. So like, I really wanted to do it. I was just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. I'll, I'll find another job if it doesn't work. Um, so I just, I just went for it. I quit. And, um, and then on the 1st of January, 2018, uh, I stepped in and I took over the place. Dude, crazy man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 26 and I still don't have the balls till now. I As much as I'd like to. <laughs> part of the reason also is I think I'm still finding that calling. Yeah. You know? Still trying to answer it. But man, hey, 26, like, uh, I don't know. Like, you, you're young as fuck. You don't. Yes, yeah. still. But I mean, you know, when you hear about stories like yours. Yeah. It's, hey, it's, there's another story. It's like it's Morgan Freeman. I I don't have the number, so like it's gonna sound terrible. But that dude like didn't start acting until he was like f something more than fifty. Yeah. Like he started really really late, and he became an actor really really yeah. late. Yeah. It yeah. proves that you know like he got a lifetime. Definitely, definitely. And but especially I, nowadays, like you, you you can you can do so many things in one career. Like you're not like fixed to one yes, thing. Yes. And it just takes time to like find. Something. I, I was as, lucky. You know? As as young people, we're very hard on ourselves, man. Like we just need to get. And I mean, I'm a victim of this. Yeah. yeah. I, I am very hard on myself in doing something. I think I like to think I'm ambitious. Yeah. Um, but you know, I just want to do something so out of the box, or it has to happen now. Now I've relaxed myself a bit because uh -huh. it started becoming a bit more, it started turning a bit more into anxiety and you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh shit, uh, look, people are just doing this, that, not even comparing myself, but even if I think of what I'm doing, I took a month and a half off after my last job to go mm -hmm. back to studying, right? Um, felt like, you know, it's, it's not something that I should be doing right now. I should be working on this genius idea. Yeah. But it's, it's also that you haven't found the, the project or the idea exactly. that, that gives you that drive exactly. to give it all you got. Exactly. It's also like, I guess I was super lucky to find this and find something that I really enjoyed like enjoyed. early on. It just comes down to that. And it, I guess it just comes down to, to trying stuff like mm. Had I just stopped after my second shitty job in that in that like first coffee shop and just go to like to another thing like I don't know where I would be. Device. Well, you'd be doing a lot of business. A lot right now. more money than I am right now, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like I would be a, I would be rich. Yeah. Uh, but but hey, it's I mean. it's this is like it's so not important compared to actually like i think loving what you do and it sounds like cliche corny whatever yeah. you want it but might once it you may experience be, it it makes it's sense. true yeah, yeah yeah like i'm so much more happy doing what i am right now than than having to go through meetings that i really don't give a shit or like for me one thing is like have like i can dress however the fuck i want and nobody's gonna tell me anything and and that feels great and just like and well that's just like a side thing but Perfect. like it's yeah being free and just doing your thing and, yeah. and yeah awesome man. It's, it's just i don't be hard on your stuff man it's like it's it takes time to find stuff like no i mean i i am still hard on myself but in a more positive way in the sense that i'm trying to push myself in trying different things like you said 100%. and uh a bit more positive constructively critical yeah yeah, yeah. right okay, or that holding myself to a higher standard not to an extent like i told you where you yeah, get wrapped anxious. up in your own thoughts yeah but now more like okay 
let's start doing this 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 let's start doing mm-hmm. this 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 why what is the limit let's redefine it yeah well you know we were talking about that earlier but like not taking things for granted like yeah. that that also like um get like um holding yourself at a certain level of expectation it, yeah. it's also what pushes you to do more and be better exactly so that's a great thing i guess yeah. it's it's a great it's great awesome. trait of like wanting to do something better, good better, and, and, and better and better and yeah. improve and like that ambition also like wanting to be the best it's it's what drives you to to yeah. do amazing stuff so yeah just try try stuff and i mean it's it's already really impressive that you're doing this podcast i would be so <laughs> self-conscious to get on the mic and be like that on myself but i don't know it's it's great see yeah. just this you yeah. like it yeah i love it i love yeah. it i love talking to people and meeting people like you man yeah how, awesome. how long have you been doing well, this podcast um two months now Two months, Two months cool. and a half. Yeah, sweet. I've been thinking about it for a while. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Just gonna go yeah. for it. I think that's the thing with content creation is just like getting out there. Just I, getting out. There. I struggle a lot with it because I'm. I'm Needs consistency. With, yeah, man, that's that's the most difficult part. Like, I I get days where it's just like I'll post so many things, I'll post so many stories, like today. Yeah. And then it's just like silent radio for like two weeks because I'm busy someone, with man. other stuff. But then it doesn't. But then it doesn't feel as authentic. Oh yeah. And it's. I think it's one of the key factors of like social media now. Mm. We've gone through the first wave of actually like Instagram and 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 like the pretty stuff and and the fake stuff. And people do want things that are authentic and yeah. that they they know are true. And so I think that's one of the defining um, factors of like, are you going to be successful with social media? Is like, is it just true, or are you just like, are you faking it? Yeah, indeed. And you can and, see through it. Yeah, exactly. Because and especially through these formats, you know, where you're actually talking and you're just being yourself. It's natural, yeah. And it kind of shines through, and that's where like just being authentic and and just being yourself. Yeah. It, I guess it works. No, it makes sense. I, I, for everyone listening, right before the podcast, me and uh, Anton, we were talking, and then he said that. Um, I hope it's gonna be okay. I was like, look, dude, it's gonna be the same thing like we're talking now, yeah. just with a mic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's the same. Yeah, it's, it's, having it's, a conversation. At, at the beginning, it's a bit weird when you're talking about me and Sean. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Okay, great. No, so, I'm having a good coming time. a bit more on the on the on the business aspect. Yeah. How was it opening your own? Establishment with, of course, your partner. Yeah. Uh, um, how was the first year setting up things? Mm-hmm. You're also a bit, if I may say, younger on the business side. A hundred percent, man. So how was it establishing it? Um, how has it been so far? So that's where, like, I, I didn't really establish it. I guess you know, like, and it's uh, it's a bit different because I I bought back half yeah. of the the business, so I just joined and kind of refreshing stuff. Uh, but it was already established, so a lot of the decision making that you have to do when you're building something new, like all the creative stuff, like important decisions, because th- these are going to last for quite some time with the brand, with the naming. Um, I, I didn't, I wasn't involved with that, so it was really just like taking over the operational stuff, and and at the beginning it was really that it was like. Um, getting up to speed with like all the responsibilities, the accounting, because even that when I was a barista, I, I wasn't managing the place, so yeah. I was still like just doing my shifts yeah. and like yeah. after my shift I was done. Just making coffee. Yeah, exactly. I didn't have to do any of the ordering or any of the um, um, accountability, any of of the Operation the social stuff. media. Yeah. I didn't. I was far from that. So um, it was really a, a a few months of like just adapting to to that, um, especially like the place already had quite a few customers that were really loyal to the previous 
um, manager. Okay. And um, and so that was a bit. Di- it was a bit like there was some friction because it was like I was bringing my vision of like a coffee shop to people who already knew the space, and some of them like had been here for like two years. You mm-hmm. know, so it's it's always like they have their habits, and you're like you have your vision. And there was some friction with that, but uh, I guess it was just a matter of fact, a matter of time before like I just stepped up into that position and mm-hmm. just like have enough confidence to to just like yeah make a call and that's how it's going to be yeah. and 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 be peaceful about it um so that was the beginning of like really getting used to all that managing stuff mm. a lot of it is just trial and error you know like yeah. seeing what works what doesn't uh, a lot of it like i just did terribly um it's great because now like it works a lot better and i and i know like how to make things uh, move a lot faster than at the beginning uh, but that experience is just like tremendous. Like, I'm so much more confident as a manager now after going through all these things. And and maybe at the time I wouldn't have been confident in o- opening my my own space and and from scratch and doing that by myself. So I was actually really lucky to have Bertrand's support. And I was I really liked that at the beginning, knowing that I had somebody with more experience that had my back and and we could rely on each other. Um, and now I'm just yeah I a lot more confidence so I feel great about it and I'm, and I'm stoked and I just I, I want to open more now I just want to do a bit more go further and uh, and yeah and I guess I want to say something yeah anyways uh, that's about it okay and how is business now uh, it's good. Well, Corona's fucking us. Over. Um, yeah, over. It's like all of the coffee shops. I mean, we're all in the same boat. So right yeah. now. Thing, especially for for our location, it's not like a triple A location where it's we're like a working location. Yeah, it's a lot of offices, and it's a bit more remote compared to all the more central coffee shops. You know, like we're it's not like people don't come to chill in this neighborhood. Mm. Um, so that's been a bit difficult because we lost all of the traffic we had from from offices, and that was that was a big part of our of our customers. If I'm honest, like maybe, I, I've, yeah, with the lockdown, we probably lost like. 70% of our regulars. Wow. Yeah. So that really, <laughs> really wasn't easy. Um, but thankfully, actually, we're, we're not doing terribly because there's a lot of new people who discovered us in that time. Uh, and we've got a lot of new regulars that we didn't have before. Uh, we still have no sign of these people who are just like, they're, they're not in Brussels because a lot of them commute from like outside cities and mm. they're still teleworking. Um, but I guess it's a good thing because in the end it means like we were able to actually get some new customers, which means we're doing something good. Um, and on the other hand, like slowly people are going to come back to the office and we're going to get that business back. Um, so yeah, just, I guess now it's just a a waiting game of like making sure that we stay consistent with our service, with our, with our products, with Mm. the quality, um, just keep doing what we do. Uh, trust that it's going to be all right and mm-hmm. wait until January. Hopefully people start going back to the office a bit more. Uh, but honestly, c- can't complain. I mean, there's so many businesses that are closing right now. Um, Especially it, it, in the hospitality. Yeah, exactly. I, I heard of a crazy number. I don't know if it's true, but like 40% of... Went bankrupt. Of, yeah, hospital going bankrupt. It, it, it's in, like it's mind-blowing. Like 40%. Yeah. It's half. Like one restaurant out of two is going out of business. It's, it's insane. So it's really not an easy period, but thankfully we're, we're doing all right. So I can't complain, honestly. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. And how is the vision of the future looking like? Oh, it's, it's looking bright. It's looking colorful. <laughs> it's looking tasty. But what exactly do you still want to stay in the coffee business? Oh, yeah. Expand? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, 100%. I don't know, 
more in the, make it into a bar in the evening? I don't know, man. Uh, oh, actually, that's a, that's a great idea. I mean, there's so many ways of, of going from one coffee shop and how to expand a business and, and growing in terms of just like business-wise. Um, you can diversify, you can, you can just start roasting, you can open more locations. Mm. So there's so different avenues that we can explore. Uh, right now, I'd actually love to have a bigger location mm. uh, where we can do a bit more because here we're, we're very limited by the space because it's so small. Um, there's a lot of things we can do, but uh, so that would be one of the ways. It's just like opening yeah. another space. Then I started giving uh, trainings too, which is something I actually really enjoy. I really like sharing the stuff that I've learned about coffee with other people because mm. that's exactly how I got into can I, coffee. Can I sign up as well? Yeah, sure. Actually, like so, right now is only through uh, like an external like training uh, center. Okay. So don't sign up with them because they're super expensive. Hopefully, you're not listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oops. <laughs> Take a smaller cup. Um, and so... I have to sign up in my little cup, man. I'll come to yes. you. Private Actually, th that's, that's the funny thing. There's a lot of people who have been asking me that lately. I had a week where, like, during one week, five people asked me, like, hey, are you doing training? So it's definitely something that I need to structure and actually do properly, like, have a real, like, a, a real facility where I can do it, too. Because here, it's always very limiting to have such a small space. Uh, but yeah, training is also something that I really enjoy and, and I like being in contact with yeah, people. Man, I would love to sign up. Yeah, um, whenever. I'll, I'll tell you actually, I'm, I'm actually structuring a proper course and okay. seeing how I can divide it too because some yep. people want to do just like barista stuff, some people want to just like introduction. So I kind of have to figure all of that out, and, but you'll be the first to know for sure. Thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. So, uh, coming back to coffee. Yeah. What kind of coffee are you making at home? What... What do you do? A lot of people are getting into coffee. Yeah. At least the friends that I know uh -huh. since the lockdown. And, you know, there is so much to learn. I recently yeah. started falling in love with coffee this year. Uh -huh. And I realized there is so much to learn, man. Yeah, and it never stops. It never stops. It never stops. Dude, like I just had a coffee today in the morning and I was sitting with a friend. And uh -huh. he just asked me what kind of coffee is it. And uh, he had a taste. He's like, wow, this is very beautiful. And I was telling him, I listed him 10 things that influence the taste of coffee. Mm -hmm. And dude, from me, I'm not even, I'm yeah, yeah. Le more, less, lesser than an amateur. Uh -huh. So what are you doing at home? Um, yeah, oh wow, that's a great question. Uh, coffee is a rabbit hole for sure. And it's just like, you think that you know, and but no. you, you know <laughs> nothing. <laughs> um, at home, but I really don't brew coffee, to be honest. No? Like, no, because I'm just here all the time. Oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> to be honest, like, I'm just... But what I, is your go-to equipment? Uh, what, kind of, what kind of coffee do you drink? I guess... Tips. And I d yeah, um, so I, uh, first, first uh, part of the question, like, what I usually use, it's going to be V60. Because yeah. it's one I of the... I use that for our coffee. Yeah, I'm just very comfortable with that one. I, I've used it a lot, and, and it's just consistent so i really like i so that's for filter coffee i drink quite a lot of filter coffee um lately i've been really enjoying like some some special coffees like competition uh grade coffees um uh, these are just like really fancy and and stupidly expensive coffees but they, they just never disappoint um and so there's a there's a really good uh, subscription for anyone who actually uh, is looking for these kind of coffees but don't know where to source them because very often they're so expensive that no roaster is actually going to sell them because mm. they would have to sell them at an outrageous price and there's this subscription called slurp uh, that has a rare um service mm. where once a month you get 100 grams of just mind-blowing coffee 
from the best producers in the world, um, some experimental stuff, some really rare varieties. Okay. And they, honestly, they never disappoint. It's just, okay. just some, some top-notch stuff. Okay, not that yeah, long. exactly. Slurp, Slurp. rare. Um, yeah, shout out to Alexander who roasts these coffees because he's doing a great job. Yeah. Um, actually, that's, that's I'm just branching out, but um, I'd love to bring these coffees to a broader audience. Because um, as you said, there's so many things that can go wrong with making a coffee. Exactly. It does take some skill and know-how how to actually like nail a, uh, nail a recipe. And even if you buy these coffees at home, there's so many things that can go wrong that you're gonna fuck it up. So one of the things I'm I'm really excited for in the future is actually have like a, a reserve menu. Mm. So I'm building up like a little reserve of of really really fancy coffees right now. And as soon as I'm, as I'm getting them, I'm putting them in the freezer. Mm. That way they don't age and they're still, they stay fresh for fresh, months yeah. to yeah. years. Um, and so that's one thing I want to do is just have like a reserve menu where you can come in a coffee shop and if you really want something special, if you want something mind blowing, you just have this card, like, like a wine uh, menu really. And uh, to be honest, this is not an original idea by me. It, it's very, very much inspired by Sub-Zero. Mm. Um, Two, two peeps in um, in Melbourne doing that. Okay. Uh, and yeah, just um, I, th I think it's something that could bring a lot of value to people by really like shifting what you think coffee can be. Mm. Um, so yeah, just that's that's on the, the fancy coffee side. Otherwise, yeah, I guess I drink a lot of espresso in the morning mm. when we're making the recipes. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I've had simple tastes um, apart from the fancy coffee. Like, yeah, <laughs> cappuccinos just. What is the Solid. easiest way to fuck it up? Let's talk about that. Like, at, for you at see home, people... At, at home, yeah. okay. Um, like, don't do this. Okay, rapid fire. One, bad coffee. Two, uh, bad water. Three, uh, bad grinder. <laughs> but do people usually use a grinder? I don't know, a lot of people who actually do. Okay, um, that's a very good point. And uh, they shouldn't, right? Okay, third. Uh, use a grinder <laughs> or if you don't go to a coffee shop who can actually grind it on a really good grinder yeah. and as soon as you got that coffee ground just put it in the freezer mm. and that way even though it's already ground you don't lose a lot of, of its it qualities yeah. and it doesn't age as quick yeah awesome man that's cool uh, one thing that is very important mm -hmm. knowing that you have an amazing story by the way thank right? you <laughs> study abroad <laughs> establishing I, I know it's not easy to establish a business not mm -hmm. in your own country yeah right? so three learnings that you would like to give for someone who wants to oh, either fuck. open his or her <laughs> own establishment yeah either his and her, in her own country or abroad whatever like you don't doesn't have to be a mind-blowing learning but yeah. three things that you know that this is something that really helped you or if, mm. if someone asked you, you know, I'm going to be doing yeah. the same. So I guess from the standpoint of someone who doesn't already have that experience yeah. and who's... Um, People who are on their own journey. Yeah. So I would, I would say like finding someone who can actually help you in that process really helps. I don't know that I would have done so well if I had just like started by my own. Uh, maybe you do, but it, I guess it's also like it, there's it's always a learning curve. So just being associates with someone that has a bit more experience helps a lot, hmm. and it will it it will save you a lot of the headache by, yeah. um, because now I realize how much more stuff I know compared to two years ago, and like if I were to open a new place tomorrow, like there's so many things that I would do differently. Um, so finding someone who is also like who is complementary to you, mm. I, I'd say, is is quite important. 
uh, especially if you're in that that phase of like I'm not sure can I do it or not um, it's also a good way to just like build your, your self-confidence and just go out there and do it because you know you can lean on somebody um, then I'd say no excuses it's just like coming back to what we were saying like sometimes being hard on yourself is good because it just pushes you to, yeah. to do more and it's just being accountable for stuff um, and that also allows you to just move faster just like if you're accountable for stuff when there's something that goes wrong you know you fucked up you just move on yeah. it's like okay what can we do about it now yeah. um, so I guess like that is really important when you're when you're building a business mm. and you're doing it on your own uh, because as a business owner or as a boss you know whatever you don't get no excuses and you, you don't, don't have someone telling you yeah and you don't but you don't get to put that blame on somebody else also even if it's something that maybe somebody in your team has done there's always a point where you could have either given them more information communicated better trained them better and it's also your 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 fault yeah, yeah. so that's something about like being a business owner it's also like you've got no excuses yeah um, which isn't to say like you should get down on yourself when there's stuff that goes wrong that's not a problem everybody does a mistake mm. um but you gotta yeah you gotta live up to it and you gotta just move on and i guess it leads on very well to the third one is just like don't be afraid to do to, to make mistakes don't dwell on on like oh fuck i could have done this better or or that better um i mean i'm saying this but i still struggle with it sometimes um yeah, you're not a victim of this. yeah exactly and especially when you're when you consider yourself as ambitious and and yeah you want it you really want it bad and so like sometimes uh you feel like you're not doing enough but Yes, yeah, important not to get down on yourself too much and just be okay with making mistakes and uh, and sometimes being okay with with moving slowly and doing things at your own pace because we're just all humans yeah and especially if it's, it's a learning process so you're you're always learning from your mistakes you're always learning from the stuff you've done you've done right you've done wrong um, and there's so many things like uh, more like if uh, I'm just thinking of like like places where I, I bought stuff and then I realized like, oh fuck, I could have saved so much money if I knew about this other supplier. But I'm actually like, I really enjoy that process because it's all the learning curve and it's like knowing that the next time I'm, I'm gonna make a bit better decision and just enjoying that yeah. too is like, it's a big thing. It's just, yeah. yeah. Okay, a fourth one. I actually love, love the process, love what you're doing. Like it's like, if you don't, if, if you don't, if, if you don't like that, it's gonna be difficult because if you don't like the struggle, if you don't like the hardships, difficulties, it's like after a while it just becomes so much stress and pressure that you just you crumble. Like you have to, you have to like it too. You you have to love what you're doing. Otherwise, it's too much. I mean, you put it out beautifully that the fact that you know you were on a vacation and you somehow ended up back oh, to yeah. do what you were doing. Wait, did I say that during the podcast? Yeah, or, man. Oh, yeah, okay, you yeah, did. yeah. I, I thought I said it before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that is like a perfect example to realize that this is something that I really yeah, one hundred percent. And and you were saying about like yeah, you, you you get down on yourself for like not doing it or not knowing. Um, yeah, don't judge yourself too harshly. Yeah. It's like for everybody out there, it's like. It's okay. We're all human beings. Yes, exactly. Um, and and it's just a, yeah. You gotta you gotta do more stuff to to try out. And and sometimes it's totally okay to spend a year doing something that you realize you don't like. 
But at least at the end of the year, you've you've learned that you don't want to do that, and that's that's great actually. That's that's, that's value. Yeah. That's that's it's you very advancing. Important. Very important. Yeah. So it's just the process. Awesome, man. What do you what do you want to tell people about the future about my little cup? Where can they find you? What Oof. can they be excited about? Yeah. Um. Oh wow. Should Should I reveal stuff or should I just keep it low key? Um, Maybe reveal a bit. Yeah. Just yeah, enough yeah. for the yeah, big reveal. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, the future is bright. Honestly, um, first of all, fuck COVID. As soon as we're <laughs> we're out of this, uh, we'll we'll be doing so much better. But uh, there's there's a lot of projects that we've got going on. Um, on the short term, at the shop, we're going to be bringing a lot of more exclusive coffees and trying to bring some value and and some stuff that aren't in Brussels or even in Belgium in terms of coffee, mm. and really trying to push the bar in terms of quality and mm. and and what is coffee and and yeah. Just Just really trying to to shift people's view on what coffee can be. Um, so that's something that is is very tangible, and, and it'll be coming in the next few months. We'll be introducing a lot of new stuff, um, and then yeah, on the longer term, definitely look out for for a new spot, for a new outlook for my little cup. And now that I've put it on podcast, that it's on the record, I have no fucking choice but just get to it. So. Now you need, now you need to hold this up. Yeah, no excuses, no excuses. Ah, maybe, maybe Lufen, maybe Lufen, man. Maybe Lufen, right But now. Do you already have an idea and everything? There's, there's some, some stuff. Yeah, discussion yeah, yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lufen deserves my little cup. Okay. I think so. All right, all right. I think there is a huge student market there yeah. that. Milo cup or another name, you know, you never know. I think it's gonna become my big cup. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <I> should, <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, man. All right. Anything last that you'd like to say no, to everyone listening? Yeah, get out there, do something that you love. If um, if you're not loving what you do, you'll just end up at 50 and being miserable. This <laughs> is a very harsh truth but like hopefully hopefully you guys all can find something that you love and i think that's the most important part like may you want to like if you want to be an entrepreneur be an entrepreneur if you just want to like have a job but you love it that's like the most important part is just like love what you're doing on a daily basis and you'll just be happy because that's that's the that's the goal isn't it it's not like who's who's the most successful at the end like at the game it's like when you die were you happy yeah can you look back you at your life things? and be like yeah i loved my I, life I lived it so yeah it's all about happiness happiness yeah. awesome man i think uh that's a very important message but and, don't and thank you actually for having me and i no, feel man, very honored on. to have this it's a bit I, yeah it's a great first first time for me first time uh, yeah? For me. yeah yeah i tell you you're getting on the map guys whenever okay, you're okay. in brussels make sure to check out my little cup beautiful spot here the view is amazing you get to see a very nice view down the street especially the sunset yeah 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 it's really special it's awesome. funny because in the morning we got the the sun over there and then ah, yes, over there indeed. it's really nice I, i didn't get to see the sunrise but definitely the sunset yeah you gotta come at the opening <laughs> we, we forgot something yeah tell me i i thought i will we'll stop the podcast at some point okay. discuss it okay then okay come back but you know what fuck it okay are we giving away something uh yeah sure uh no to the listeners maybe 
maybe like a small discount or I don't know, man. Yeah, sure. Actually, um, I do want to say something on our web shop, but our web shop is so... On the way? Maybe... You know what? Whatever. Hey, you're listening to this podcast. You got a free coffee. Like, just come in, say that you've listened to this podcast. You'll get a free coffee. This is how we do it here. You got a free coffee. Bravo. (laughs) So there you go. You heard from the man. If you come to my little cup. Yes, absolutely. Then you listen to The Spice Within. The Spice Within. Yeah, and you discover the coffee within. Absolutely, the absolutely. And we'll be brewing some very special stuff for you. Awesome. Thank you, Anton. Thank it's you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for Thank the time. You so thanks much. for your amazing host. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. You're an amazing guest. Thank you. I'd say thank, thank you guys for listening.